Hey, Fifth Line, Mike Todd here, in arena host for your Columbus Blue Jackets, and you're listening to the Subjectively Speaking Podcast. And now, here's Jeremy Paul and Laura Norman. What is up, everyone, and welcome on in. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Laura. And Laura, before we get started, the games are underway and DraftKings is bringing you to the podium. DraftKings free-to-play pools are available every day of the games in Tokyo and offering a free shot at up to $50,000 in total cash prizes. That's up to $50,000 up for grabs, and the best part is is that it's free-to-play. DraftKings free-to-play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to the pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during that day's events and track your results throughout the evening to see if you will achieve a victory. Questions will range from medal count to questions specific to the USA team. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $50,000 in total cash prizes every day of the games in Tokyo. Head to DraftKings Pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. Laura, I got to do a wellness check. How are you? Um, I mean, I don't know why you'd be curious. It's not like anything massive or huge or chaotic um, has occurred in the last, uh, like, week since we recorded. Yeah, no, nothing that I can think of. Um, On a totally unrelated note, I did think about, like, I think my jerseys are getting a little bit um, outdated behind me. I thought about I have to probably refresh. Oh, you're you're choosing violence early in this situation. Oh, which one looks off? Which one looks off to you? I can't figure. I it just out. want everyone because he's gonna he's gonna clip this. He's gonna clip it so that he can relive my pain. Yeah, Cam Atkinson doesn't play for the Blue Jackets anymore, so um, I think I need to change. Rude. <laughs> We're not talking about it yet. It is. Later on in the show. I just feel like we need to do allude to it to begin with. So welcome on in, everyone. What an exciting week uh, for the Columbus Blue Jackets, for the rebuild, uh, because lo and behold, the rebuild is upon us. And uh, you have a couple options as we dive into this episode today. Uh, You can dive into the rebuild, optimistic about the rebuild, or you can dive into it uh, really hating your life and like really thinking that we're going to have a chance to to do some really big things uh, during the season. But how you choose is your own choice. It's your own adventure. Uh, but we're here to bring you all the rebuild content, y'all. So get excited. And we're going to start by talking about what a whirlwind of a week it has been for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah, there has been no shortage of... Um sort of jaw-dropping situations in CBJ land uh, basically since last Friday. Um, and it has been an incredibly <laughs> emotionally traumatic um, week for me. Um, and 
which has sparked a lot of interesting things that I'll talk about in a little bit. But um, yeah, I want to start with positives first, though, because I think that's important. And I think that there are a lot of positives that we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's let's positively talk about last week's NHL draft and the draft party at um, Nationwide Arena. You're just lucking out because chronologically speaking, that's just how it works is that the positive starts. So, um, yeah, so Friday night was a lot of fun going down the Nationwide Arena, seeing some of our wonderful listeners and and making new friends and, and just being able to be in community with folks. It was really great. And we went into the day pretty certain of the fact that something big was going to happen, you know, one way or another, right? The Blue Jackets come in with three first-round draft picks, and anytime you have three first-round draft picks, it's the day that your team is going to get better. Uh, obviously, there was the the potential that Seth Jones would be moved, and that ended up coming through, uh, you know, to fruition uh, about an hour ish before the actual I would draft. Say more like like a like a half an hour before the actual draft started. I don't know. We were in we were in line. We were in line when it happened. We were in line to meet a certain somebody when it happened. And that ended a little bit later. So it was about an hour. And and it was just like absolutely mind-boggling to kind of like watch people react to it. Um, What people were reacting to, of course, was Seth Jones being traded to the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, We also sent a first-round draft pick in the draft, the 32nd overall pick to Chicago, in exchange for defenseman Adam Boquist, a 2021 first-round pick, which then materialized to one Cole Sillinger, uh, a 2021 second-round draft pick, which we will talk about what that materialized to in a second, and a 2022 first-round draft pick, uh, which is protected in the sense that if it ends up being the first overall or second overall pick, it would then transfer to 2023. But Chicago is really not acting like they have any desire to be in the lottery with the moves that they've been making this off season, which have been absolutely violent. Uh, So uh, that's probably not going to be the world's best pick, but a pick nonetheless, uh, I think the Chicago Blackhawks dramatically overpay for Seth Jones, not only in trade, but then also in contract, uh, I don't know how Yarmo pulls this off because he has about no leverage in this deal. And yet I think in, in three to four years, we'll look at this trade and think, wow, Yarmo really won this one. So what were your initial reactions when the trade went through, uh, you know, after about a week, how are you feeling about the move? Um, Honestly, like it, I think for a lot of us, it was just something that we were waiting for to happen like we've known for a long time that he had no intentions of re-signing with the blue jackets that it would be absolutely ridiculous of us to keep him for his last year of his contract um to basically we would have lost him for nothing when he became a a ufa um and you know it's it's one of those things where it's sex but it's also like we need you don't want to put a player through something that they don't want to be in and we know a little bit now that some players asked um to leave or have the ability to leave um now knowing that we are going through a full rebuild and they didn't want to do that which is fine um 
but it's it's an interesting thing to have and we'll talk about this more but it's an interesting thing to have your like leadership core just like uh, <laughs> and so yeah i mean seth jones was here for six years did a lot of really great things um worked his way up into a leadership position um but in all honesty like i'm not super sad to see him go um the last two seasons haven't i mean the last last season wasn't great he performed very well in the bubble for us but um the foot was definitely off the gas this last year and you know i just it's it's just one of those things like i i whether that he was having an off year or he has reached some sort of different situation in his career but i think we are better off not having him and i agree with you that chicago definitely overpaid and are not going to be enjoying that contract three or four years down the road but you know hey he's getting what he wanted he and his brother um are both now chicago blackhawks and i mean i don't know if his brother will actually play a whole lot initially but you know they're both technically part of that organization now so um i know a lot of fans were were kind of bummed that it took him so long to like say goodbye to columbus he just did it yesterday um and he had been doing a lot of stuff in regards to addressing chicago uh before then so you know some fans were bitter but you i know. will say it was a sweet it was a sweet goodbye though yeah it was a very nice video it was a very nice video that he had made up and um stuff so wish him nothing but the best obviously unless they're playing us and thank god we only play chicago twice because as we stated before fucking sick and tired of playing chicago so um best of luck to him and i'm sure we will have a lovely compilation video to play his first time back at nationwide arena so yeah and i will say like to the point of him not you know playing as well as um you know he has in the past sure i get it and and you're right i he automatically becomes the better player because he doesn't play on this team i know that sounds harsh but like obviously right like when you're when there are some liabilities happening like you're going to be on the ice for a lot more goals you're going to be like his stats were affected by the team that he was playing on so he becomes a little bit better just by proxy i think you know it is what it is right like i do think that there is something to be said for analytics and its place in hockey but I know that we've spent a lot of time as Blue Jackets fans talking about how analytics don't tell the story of Seth Jones and then he gets traded and we're all like, analytically, he sucks. And we're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> you, can't, you can't just change up on that. But I do think Chicago desperately overpaid. And I think come like 2025, they're going to be like, oh shit, anybody want Seth Jones? <laughs> anybody up for some Seth Jones? Because they're in worse, a worse position, I think, you know, with their, you know, cap situation with, contracts than than toronto like with how much money they have and just like the top four paid players like it's just like ridiculous the amount of money going to those players starting next year so we will see hope like you said nothing but the best for him um and you know hopefully the blackhawks go oh and 82 because any organization that does what they've done in the past few years doesn't deserve anything but <laughs> i'm just gonna 
but it was interesting, like you said, to be at the arena in the middle of a draft party like event and have the news break that Seth was being traded. Like, yeah, it was just interesting to watch people react and, um, you know, and even for them to announce it like live on the stage um, that he had been traded. Um, you know, there was cheering. I I wasn't sure that I expected that, but there was definitely cheering that occurred um for the trade um yeah so fare thee well seth jones and we got some pretty i'm pretty excited about our draft picks yeah no i agree but before before we get to the draft picks laura don't you dare you better put some respect on jake bean's name oh i'm sorry i forgot (laughs) because not only did seth jones get traded um then the second round pick that we got from Chicago for Seth Jones uh, materializes into Jake Bean, um, which just to touch on it now instead of worrying about it later, he just signed a three-year extension around two, three, like $2.3 million a year. So that's a pretty good deal. I'm pretty happy with that personally. So he's locked up. He'll be an RFA when his deal expires. So he's going to be a Blue Jacket for at least the next three years. And I'm pretty, pretty excited for it. Uh, you know, he has a lot of really good potential to play on our second pairing, maybe our third pairing, depending on what's going on. Um, you know, obviously try some things out, but he's going to get some good minutes here in the organization, and I'm looking forward to it. Bean is just such a good last name. I, I like – I have no problems. Well, but, you know. Um, <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. But, yeah, so to then your point – to come back to the NHL draft where the blue jackets are just considered massive winners of the weekend. Uh, you know, and we'll start at, at the fifth overall pick. Uh, it was fun to be at the draft party and kind of like see how they're like setting up for coming out to like announce the pick. And then ultimately Kirk Herbstreit makes the pick and he uh, announces that, um, you know, the Ohio State quarterback announces that the Blue Jackets have selected Ken Johnson, a center from the University of Michigan. So <laughs> the irony is rich. <laughs> go blue, baby. Go blue. Um, so, yeah, I mean, really, really exciting time to be a Columbus Blue Jacket fan. Ken Johnson has a lot of really great potential. And I, I don't know about you, but I'm pumped for Ken Johnson. Oh, yeah. I am genuinely very excited for him. The, the University of Michigan is stooped because yeah, wait. four of the top five picks in the NHL draft are from Michigan. Like, if, Yeah, if that team doesn't win the national championship this year in Michigan, because it's pretty much like a foregone conclusion that maybe with the exception of Owen Power, that everybody will be back and, mm-hmm. and like playing in Michigan – um, well, and I guess, I guess Luke Hughes, he, he hasn't played at Michigan yet. He's going into his first year at Michigan, but for the other guys who are returning, you know, Matt Beneers, you know, Ken Johnson, um, and that to me is actually a really important thing to, to think about and consider. A lot of people talk about how he doesn't play, how Ken Johnson doesn't play center at Michigan. It's because Matt Beneers does, and he plays on Matt Beneers line. Like they're obviously like. I think that they're like, you know, splitting hairs at that point, but. Well, and they're still so young in their careers. Like there's development still to happen. And when you've got two 
very solid players already in those two players, like, yeah, you are kind of split hairs, but once they split off into their respective organizations, like development's going to happen and more solid positioning will occur. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, and after seeing his, his interviews, he seems genuinely very excited um, to be a part of the Blue Jackets organization. And yeah, I think overall we're excited to have him come to camp and all that sort of stuff and Mm -hmm. see what happens. Yeah. And Zach Lorensky gave him a little shout out. It's like, welcome to Columbus, all that kind of stuff, which like makes me like, thank, please, please just stick around Zach. Like I know this sucks. I know this sucks a lot, but like just hang out, hang out for a little bit. It'll be worth it one day. I promise. But Speaking of hanging out or coming back, the Blue Jackets then at at 12th overall or 11th overall, whatever you choose, however you choose to perceive the draft picks. I'm going to say 12th because I am. We're just going to put a Phantom Arizona in there. 100%. Um, So uh, they go ahead. They pick um, son of former Blue Jacket Mike Sullinger, Cole Sullinger, who was born in Columbus, Ohio. So he's – a hometown boy he's not he's like super canadian and like all that kind of stuff which is great love us some canadians and it was funny like because and rightfully so like we really are kind of lacking in the canadian department on the team if you think about it like obviously there are a handful but like it this is a very international roster and it's not very very canadian at all so you know to get three um I don't want to jump the gun too much, but all three of our first round picks are currently at world junior camp with, with team Canada. So that's exciting. Yeah. I'm very pumped for him because, you know, they were interviewing him and his dad, his dad is a former blue jacket. Um, they're familiar with the organization. They're familiar with the city and his dad just could not have been like more excited and proud that not only was his son, drafted into the NHL, which is a huge, you know, once in a lifetime circumstance, but to also get to be picked by a team that his dad played for. And, you know, it was just a big deal. So I'm, I'm very excited to, to have him join us. And yeah, you're right. We are out of a lot of the teams we're lacking in um, the Canadian flavor in our little, in our mix up we've got we've we're kind of all over the board but we're definitely lacking in canadians i mean yeah it's like i mean max yeah boone boone max and boone foodie foodie's canadian yeah foodie's canadian um i don't is jake jake bean might be canadian that wouldn't surprise me yeah i think jake bean is canadian dean kukin is dean kukin canadian I didn't think he was Canadian. I uh, thought he was European. He, he's something. I, it's just fascinating how how international this team is. Without you yeah, know, he's he's just, Swiss, he's from Switzerland. Dean Kukin is. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know, just like our colors and the American flag, the Blue Jackets are a melting pot of everyone. Oh, you know who is Canadian? Who? Scott Harrington. Oh, Scott Harrington. Can I actually take a moment? <laughs> the one the one who lived. Yeah, why what is up 
<laughs> Scott Harrington is officially the Harry Potter of the Columbus Blue Jackets. <laughs> why? What? But why? Like, what is up with the slander? And, and I'm not here to like advocate and be like Scott Harrington is a really pivotal piece of this <laughs> franchise. He's a really pivotal piece of the success here. He's not. But like, I don't get like the like I'm the really- way. Yeah, I don't understand why people don't like Scott Harrington. Um, it's so funny to me. They, but, like, people were mean. Like, <laughs> social media people were mean to Scott Harrington. He's a very soft-spoken man. And, um, yeah, he just, like, <laughs> he's genuinely happy all the time. And he's happy to just be able to play when we let him. And everyone was just like, fuck Scott Harrington. <laughs> And again, I cho- I choose to call him the boy who lived because everyone was like, and Scott Harrington survived it all. And I was like, why are you taking this out on him? He didn't do anything. It's so funny. I he really has a very cute dog. <laughs> Not that that matters, but like if it helps you be less angry at him, his dog is very cute. <laughs> Unless we're missing something. If we're missing something and y'all need yeah, to let us did know. Did he like spit at someone's grandma? Like, is he like graffitiing like hate signs somewhere? Like, did he beat the shit out of Stinger in an alley? Like, what is going on? <laughs> Does he owe someone money? Like, I'm confused. We is don't he... pay him a ton. So, like, <laughs> we actually pay him more than Kevin Stenland, Alexander Texier. And Eric Robinson. Well, there we go. Believe it or not. Yeah. Cool it, y'all. On hate <laughs> Scott Harrington. It's funny. It's, it's comical. <laughs> I laughed. Anyway. <laughs> Corson Coolmans. I think I said that right. Yes. Number 25. And he is the third Canadian that we have referenced. So, yeah. And actually, like, they're all playing. Like, they released, like, their lines today. And they're all playing on the same, like, scrimmage roster like on the same part of the of the roster um on team red i think buddies yeah so which was funny i like i was like do they do that on purpose or like i don't know that feels like too serendipitous to not be kind of on purpose but uh yeah i mean Corson coleman's is somebody who's projected to um you know be a really strong um you know maybe not a top four like top four sure but like probably second pair third pair kind of center or nope defenseman so i'm excited to see what he can bring and like what he can be but like all in all what an incredible first round for the columbus blue jackets because i it's this team got a lot better and like so much great coverage for the team in general like being one of the host sites for Mm -hmm. ESPN's first draft um, back with the NHL. Um, We did our damnedest. We could not, I was so tired. We were not in the stands for the 25th pick because good Lord, does the NHL first draft, first round draft take for freaking ever. Um, And so, but we did yell a lot in those, you know, the first two. Yeah, Emily Kaplan was great. Like, it was so much fun to have Emily there. And and just, like, the next day when Laura was depression napping, which we'll get to, um, I like, they re-aired the NHL draft, like, the first round. And I watched uh, the first round again. And just, like, hearing us and, like, you know, seeing Emily's coverage. It was really fun. Like, I was really glad that ESPN brought 
brought her to Columbus to to do those spots because I want people to know, damn it. I want people to know that Columbus is the place to be. We're fun. We are fun. We're so much fun that what Laura didn't say when she said that we were tired was that we went to the casino immediately following. Yeah, I had a terrible time and Jeremy did okay. (laughs) Your time wasn't terrible. It was it was foreshadowing, I think. Yeah, it was hindsight. kind of. It was but kind of. Before we get to Saturday, I do want to just do a quick shout out to one of our favorite people in the entire world, Mike Todd. Oh yeah. We finally got to meet in person at the draft party on Friday night. And just the like overwhelming sense of like realization that this is a like true genuine connection friendship that we have built with honestly the most genuine and amazing person uh we've we've met in a long time was so exciting and then you know he tweeted out pictures of the merch that we gave him and it's you know he's just salt of the earth we love you mike it was just so great to finally be able to meet you in person and thank you in person for helping really kick, you know, so much has changed for us since meeting you. And yeah. Absolutely. The voice was subjectively speaking. Laura and I just host a podcast, but Mike's actually the voice was subjectively speaking. Um, mm-hmm. And so Mike, we love you. We appreciate you. Uh, but the one thing I also want to touch on too uh you went positive. I'm going to go negative here is my absolute utter disgust for the Montreal Canadians. And Fuck them. I'm sorry. Fuck yeah. them. I'm going to let you talk about it, but fuck the Montreal Canadians. Um, for uh, their 31st overall um, pick drafted Logan. May- May- it doesn't actually matter how the fuck you say his name. Um, who, as many folks will recall, attempted to recuse himself from the NHL draft after being convicted of filming uh, without consent, a sexual, a consensually like uh, a consensual sexual act, like, but not consensual photography, um, displaying it, showing it to his friends, showing it to his teammates. Um, you know, he was convicted of that, had to pay a fine um, in Switzerland, Sweden. Again, it doesn't, super matter um but somebody who is not deserving of being in the nhl like somebody who's not deserving to have a platform um and i really just have to like we tweeted about it but i do just like have to like reiterate one of the things that ian mendez who is a writer for the athletic he covers the ottawa senators um, he said on the athletic hockey podcast that um young women don't exist to be examples for, for, for men. Like young women don't exist to be learning moments. And so it's like, how do we as hockey fans, but then more importantly, how do the people in positions of power who make these decisions to bring folks into these spaces to give people platforms, you know, how can we like basically like condone and, and perpetuate this idea that like, young women are allowed to be the mistakes for men, for men to grow and learn and capitalize on X, Y, or Z. Right. And, and, you know, Logan saying things like, Oh, I can't wait to use my plat. Like I'm going to use, he didn't say I can't wait to, I'm putting words in his mouth, but like saying things like I will use my platform to educate, to make sure that this doesn't happen again. It's like, you don't deserve to have that platform though. Like that's the thing that like blows me. And like, I just, 
I, I would then, and, and I, I can't give the Montreal Canadiens any credit for this, um, but they do come out and they say that he's not going to be invited to rookie camp. He's not going to be invited to training camp and that he has to prove to them that he's done something to better himself. But like if, at the end of the day, like what kind of like ideology is that? Right. Like to be like, Oh, like this is a kid that we can't bring to this, this and that because of, of, you know, him not being good enough to be there, but like, why is he good enough to be drafted in the NHL? Makes no sense to me at all. And it's just infuriating. But as, like I said, as the female half of this podcast, as someone who has been the victim of cruelty from men um, and doesn't know a single woman who hasn't been, who is an adult, um, I was incredibly, incredibly angry at their decision and even more angry when they decided to release their statement in the middle of free agency yesterday, knowing very well that everyone was distracted with where free agents were going. Um, and I truly believe that the only reason that they came up with this plan is because of the immense amount of very valid backlash that they received from not only the hockey community, but the Canadian government. Um, yeah, shout out to Justin Trudeau. Yes, very much so for condemning them because this should have never been an option to begin with. And I don't care, like, and I would be saying this about any team because, yes, there are the rumors that other teams had him on their lists and whatnot. And if he wouldn't have gotten picked the first round, he would have gotten picked in the second round. He should not have been picked to begin with. And it is not, you know, and there were so many, so many glaring examples after this happened of how tone deaf people who speak for this sport are um, because there were so many reactions from some various reporters and analysts that just elevated the amount of work that this sport, this league needs to do in order to just be better and be decent. And to his victim, I hope that you know that a good majority do not stand with this decision and do not stand with him ever having a role in the National Hockey League. Absolutely. I do, however, want to let you know that Zach Wierenski just signed a six-year extension to stay with the Columbus Blue Jackets at a $9.5 million annual uh, average value. So Zach Wierenski is going to be a Columbus Blue Jacket for the next seven years. Um, oh my God, breaking news listeners. Yeah, I know. That's why I reacted. I was like, oh, you bastard. Like, like Laura is about... <laughs> I know. <laughs> I literally like... Oh my God, that's hilarious. So yeah, he makes more than Seth Jones will make as a Chicago Blackhawk, which I don't hate, but wow. Wow, that was... And... Oh, I'm going to cry. Please don't cry. This is Zach Wierenski's quote. It was really a no-brainer. I'm a Blue Jacket. I want to continue to be a Blue Jacket and do everything I can to bring a Stanley Cup here. Oh no, I'm going 
gonna cry. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> no, I have to save the tears for later. Okay. Um. <laughs> oh God. All right. Um. That's very <laughs> That's very exciting. I'm. I'm very glad that we don't have to worry about that anymore. Oh um, wow. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm very, very happy about that. And why do, why do I want a shirt that says it was a no brainer? I'm a blue jacket. Well, don't say it out loud. That's our merch idea. Um, <laughs> um, so, Steven. <laughs> but some people do leave Columbus and sometimes it's not by their free will and volition. Is it time? It has to be, right? So, um, would you like to explain? I'm absolutely setting the scene. The yeah, news. I'm, okay. I'm, absolutely, I'm absolutely setting the scene. So, um, we um, we are enjoying the second round of the draft. Actually, like, let's set it even more. Like, we should have known right away because we could not figure out how to stream this for the life of us. Laura doesn't have NHL Network. And so we were like, how do we get this? How do we get this? Because that's where it was being aired on in America. And and so we were like, okay, like I subscribe to Fubo, Fubo.tv. This is not a sponsored moment, but like, hey, Fubo, Fubo. <laughs> and I was like, Laura set an alarm because this shit was like $70 a, a month. I was not here for it. But um, we end up getting this on there. We were watching it. It's going well. And I'm scrolling through Twitter and thankfully, I'm the one who finds a tweet from Elliot Friedman um, that says, like, I'm hearing buzz or, or whatever the tweet was exactly. Um, Cam Atkinson to Philadelphia. All right. So here's what, here's what I knew. My first thought had nothing to do with the Columbus Blue Jackets. It just went, oh, this is going to be a long day. This is going to be a long day for me. This is going to suck. <laughs> bad day because as Laura I'm sure will will articulate like like just such a meaningful player to her fandom like and it goes deeper than being a favorite player right like it, it just does like I think a lot of folks who are listening to this can can understand it and and respect it like they're just sometimes like there are players who are more to us than just hockey players like they're a lot more and so I just go I don't know what to do. I stood up. I went over, sat next to her on the couch. I said, hey, 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 I, you're not going to believe me when I tell you this. And I did not. I did and not I, believe And you. I showed her the tweet, and she just goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Laura, I think, yeah. Like, I, I do think yes. Um, and then obviously, like, things materialize. And I will say, and you have to give me this credit, I go, it's for Voracek. It has to be for Voracek. That's the only thing that makes any sense. And then you, and then I don't actually know if you processed me saying that or not. No? Okay, great. Um, I really needed my clout there, so thanks for that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, then um, it ends up being that Cam Atkinson is traded to the Philadelphia Flyers uh, in exchange for former Blue Jacket, former first-round pick in 2007, uh, Jacob Voracek and and you know what what was old is new again and um, 93 is back and, and 13 is gone so um, 
Laura, I'm gonna give you the space. I'm gonna set the time where you have you have ten minutes. Non, stop interrupting. <laughs> Not really. I don't know if I could do it. I don't know. Um. Yeah. So, I I wrote notes, but I think I'm just gonna I'm gonna wing it because uh, I've been thinking about this for a little while. So, so yeah, it was um, definitely in my near four years of being a hockey fan, like the first real gut punch. I did not believe Jeremy at first when he told me, um, I was like, this has to be some stupid rumor, like just some stupid, um, and it was particularly difficult to process because as we alluded to the night before we were in line for something at the draft party and that was to meet cam and technically i wasn't supposed to be able to meet cam i didn't actually get a ticket but the line moved along fast enough that i was able to have him sign um my all-star card of his um and so it was it was very much so like an out-of-body experience and i know that this sounds crazy and hopefully it'll make more sense here in a second but to have that interaction and then literally 12 hours later be told that he will no longer be a blue jacket like there's no negotiating this situation i cried for like four hours off and on and i felt stupid for one and <laughs> jeremy shaking his head so sad like just so sad and poor jeremy had to like deal with me just like on and off crying for four hours um and then he looked at me at one point and was like do you need to go take a nap and i was like yes yes i do <laughs> and literally slept for like two hours straight because i was just so emotionally distraught over this situation but to get to my point so I told Jeremy early on that I wanted to talk a little bit about why this was so, such a big deal. Like, and it is a big deal for a lot of people, but specifically for me. Um, and I'll try not to cry if this makes sense. So sports up until four years ago were not a part of my life. Um, as and there's a lot of reasons for that but one in particular is growing up as a person of size my whole life i always felt excluded from sports i you know classic picked last in gym class never like it just wasn't a thing like wasn't a thing for me i always felt excluded um and then as i got older and unfortunately continued to be a person of size um, my bullies be were athletes. So there's a lot of like my own personal trauma that exists around those who participate in sports. So I just, it was not part of my life at all. Um, and then four years ago, as you all know, Jeremy needed someone to fill his second seat of his season tickets. And he brought me to a Blue Jackets game and everything shifted. Um, and I mean that, like, I legitimately mean it in one singular game. Everything shifted. Um, 
now it hasn't been a it hasn't been a perfect experience and i know that there's a lot of flaws in this sport that we love and the community in which exists um in it but one of the things that did occur was this incredible sense of belonging and this incredible sense that it is more than just the game um and one of those things for me was cam it took i think we figured out four games the other day it took four games for me to be able to tell jeremy um who my favorite player was and i said without hesitation number 13 cam atkinson um now i'm crying and i'm sorry um (laughs) but in over those almost four years you know cam and several members of the blue jackets organization have showed me that not only is it an incredible game hockey is an amazing sport i find it fascinating i've never like with the exceptions of my other few passions i've never thrown myself into something quite like I've thrown myself into hockey and I love the sport. I love everything about it from front office to, you know, players to all the sort of stuff. And it has really filled something um, within me as a person, but it was also to see Cam specifically be a part of the community, be a part of helping to make the city better, helping to make other people's lives better, using their platform to 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 grow the game, to grow, you know, to make it more accessible to children, to make more people feel comfortable to come into the sport, to make fans of all knowledge levels feel comfortable coming to a game. Um and to love a city that did so much for me as a person too. I've lived, I left my very small hometown at 18 years old and never looked back. Um, And Columbus became my home. And to have someone like Cam share that passion and now share this thing that I didn't know was missing in my life Um, that was a big deal. And so (laughs) to have this news, like, so abruptly announced, I mean, to have him at a fan function, literally his line wrapped halfway around the arena Friday night, um, for people to meet him. I mean, he was literally Mr. Blue Jacket, um, you know, always said, I want to, I started my career here. I want to finish my career here. Columbus is home. And so it was, it was tough. Um, But I'm also not so like unrealistic to understand that players get traded. They continue their careers. Like I'm not nuts, but so to make a very long story short, I want to thank Cam for being part of, and I'm crying again. I want to thank Cam for being part of my hockey journey and I'm so happy for him. I hope that Philadelphia fans treat him so well because he will treat you all back 
even greater. Um, I know that Columbus will be home to him. He's put out some very lovely messages in the last couple of days. Um, but yeah, I just want to thank him for, in one way or another, being part of this experience for me. And I will miss him, but, you know, we can always be fans of number 89 on the Flyers, except for when they're playing against us. And, um, yeah. So if you, if you pull a Kelly and wear a, wear a Cam Atkinson Flyers jersey to the first game that he comes back, I don't know if I'll, I don't know if we'll be able to sit together. Um, I'm afraid of people, so like I will not do that. But um, fair enough. So yeah, so from me, best of luck, Cam. You are a salt of the earth person, and <laughs> even though it feels like it won't ever happen now. Um, hopefully I do get to bake for you one day. So now Jeremy, you have to talk so I can stop crying. I was going to say, Victoria is going to be disappointed because Victoria said there's no crying in <laughs> podcasting before we started. So, Oh mom, there's so much crying in podcasting. There is. There so is. You, you said talk, you talk about Cam now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, I, I think there is something to be said, right? Like, um, you know, of course, having been a Blue Jackets fan, you know, for quite a while, um, knowing time before Cam, you know, and, and now, like, knowing time after Cam, right? Like, um, it's really cool that we're at a part in our franchise where, like, not only can a player mean a lot to the franchise on the ice, but, like, a player can mean a lot to the franchise off the ice. And Cam Cam is very much that, right? Like, um, you know, it goes without saying that Cam is a, is a Blue Jackets legend, and, it, and he always will be. And, um, you know, not only is Columbus as a hockey town better for having Cam Atkinson, it's just a better town for having Cam Atkinson. I think that's really cool. Um, you know, I think it's something that I talk about and talked about when I was really doing line change, which one day I might do again, like, um, and talking about like the sociology of sport and like how sport really interacts with with the community that it's around. And, you know, if you think about like battery hockey and like the way that Cam engages with and provides youth hockey programs and, you know, supports, you know, students and kids as they're, you know, trying to um, develop and maybe one day be the next Cam Atkinson, right? Like that's, that's really cool. Like that's so cool to have that kind of an impact. And, uh, you know, in a, in a lot of ways, like I think, I think, that seeing him be excited about this opportunity is really help, like a lot makes this a lot easier of a transition and makes me feel less icky for like being excited about like, just like what the future has in store for the blue jackets, because um, obviously Cam's days of playing hockey are nowhere near over and, and he's going to have a chance to be really successful in Philadelphia. And my hope is that, um, you know, he can enjoy some success. I would prefer it if Philadelphia could figure out how to win a cup in the next like one to two years while we're still doing this rebuild bullshit. So it's not a matter of us trying to have to get through them to get to the Stanley Cup. Um, because I cannot deal with that emotional instability um, from my lovely uh, podcast co-host. But <laughs> um, but I, I will say that, you know, for as hard as this is, it, it does like there's the part of me that, is excited about 
Jacob Voracek for a similar-ish reason. I mean, probably not nowhere near as as deep as your excitement for and love for Cam and, and like the influence that he had on your fandom. But, um, you know, around 2008 is when my family started getting season tickets um, and when my family started really going to games pretty often. And 2008 was the first year that Jacob Voracek played for the Blue Dragons. He was drafted in 2007. And I... I would be lying to you and like, obviously like this is about hockey and not about the person, but I'm really excited about the opportunity that I think this trade presents for a few things, right? Like, um, you know, the thought of if, if all goes well and um, you know, some folks find their rhythm as a result of this trade, like perhaps we're looking at some really good cornerstone pieces for the franchise moving forward whether that's Patrick Laine, whether that's, you know, now we know Zach Wierenski is a part of this moving forward. We know that Oliver Bjorkstrand is a part of this moving forward. We know that Boone Jenner. I mean, like, what what this has potential to do is help to find more stability in this franchise and a franchise that's been basically on the, like, San Andreas fault line for, like, the last, like, four years, it feels like. And so it's really exciting. And it's it's hard to see the leadership group go, but but in a way, like, I think, it's better with the exception of Boone, of course. Like, I think it's, it's makes it easier. It's like a band aid. It's like, let's just do it now. Let's just get it over with and done with now. Because like, if we were doing this thing where we were drawing this out and like once a year we were losing somebody like Cam Atkinson, like, I don't know if I have enough like emotional stability for that myself. And so, um, you know, what I he do. What really means is he doesn't want to deal with me. In- no, actually, no, because because here's the thing, right? Like it doesn't get worse for you ever again. Like I, it doesn't, like, I don't foresee that happening at any point in time. Um, you have been through your fandom heartbreak. Like, I don't think you're going to experience anything like this again. And if you do, like, I think Cam's going to be pissed at how quickly you fell for somebody else. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I do like, I think, that this is going to be a good situation for the Blue Jackets. I think it's a good situation for Cam. I, I really think that this is like, I don't want to be dramatic, like, but I think it has potential to be a career saving move for him. Like, I think it, it gives, it, re, it, it does something to his career, right? Like it rejuvenates his like career. Uh, it, it just like, it could be that extra dose of something that he needs to, you know, find more opportunity and, and make a bigger impact on a team that is going to need somebody to make an impact versus a team that's really just like looking for the the mentorship and leadership because hopefully we're going to find that in other ways. But um, much love to, to Mr. Atkinson. And I, I guess I'll leave this up for like another week or so until I get my Kibbe jersey. I'll probably like. That's okay. I understand. And I hope all of that made sense. I'm an emotional roller coaster. Oh, but... it did. Of course. But yeah, so Cam, you're always going to be a favorite of Subductively Speaking. And, you know, we just want you to be successful. And, you know, we look forward to you having a long career because there's still, I think, many seasons to go for you, sir. Um, But, you know, you did promise that you were coming back to Columbus. So, like, going to have to hold you to that friend so <sighs> wow what a roller coaster 
So yeah, sorry for all the tears, guys, but we'll continue on with all the other things that have happened. Yeah, so Sean Crowley. Um, <laughs> um but no, I think we forgot someone. Boquist. We talked. We talked about. I mean, we talked about acquiring him. Like that's fine. Um, I mean, like he's. No, he's we a young... didn't. We didn't talk. We didn't mention him. I think I did, but that's okay. Um, so. <laughs> The Columbus Blue Jackets obviously like pick up Adam Boquist in the trade um, with uh, Chicago, and he has a lot of potential to be really good, um, a really good defenseman. Um, what I'm actually hearing Laura say is that that's who she's replacing Cam with because that's who came to her brain immediately following the tears. Um, um, no, <laughs> I so, just remembered because I saw um, while you were talking, a po- he posted today because he got all of his gear. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so I didn't want him to feel left out as if he'll listen to this, but I didn't want him to feel left out. So there we go. So, yes, everything that happened after Cam got traded and go. <laughs> um. So speaking of free agency, I just saw a tweet. Elvis just replied to Nick's like little letter and he said yeah you're welcome for the hugs no big deal but no i'm ju- i'm a jealous person so no big hugs there okay and i'm gonna cry again <laughs> he had a he had emojis laura i need you to find your stability i need you to find your stability um so uh, just kidding he didn't say that um so speaking of the boston bruins sean Corrali comes back to columbus he's a dublin native so he's going to be playing for the blue jacket he signs a four-year um, ten million dollar contract for two and a half uh, million AAV. So I'm cool with that deal. And I'm then I'm very excited for him. And then bitch, go to the salon because we're getting some extensions up in this bitch. We love an extension. We really do. So, um, yeah, I mean, like just like the litany of them, right? Like, I mean, like we can just go down the list and say, okay, Eric Robinson, he gets a two year, one point six. Uh, AAV um, extension. Uh, Alexander Texier um, accepts his 1.525 AAV extension. Um, both uh, so Eric Robinson at the end of his deal will be a UFA, but uh, Tex will still be uh, an RFA um, with the Blue Jackets. I mean, he won't even have arbitration rights. That's how um, you know. <laughs> that's how controlled our situation will right, be. Right, right. Um, so that's great. Um, you know. Uh, just today, um, I guess it's not really an extension, but just today learning that Jake Bean signed um, his three-year um, 2.333333. Basically three, 7 yeah. million. Right, exactly. 7 million over the course of three years. Um, the biggest one that I think, I mean, obviously, aside from the breaking Zach Wierenski news that we had literally while recording, is that um, the Blue Jackets extend Boone Jenner, a key part of the leadership core. Um, so he's sticking around, um, which is really exciting. Uh, he's, he's you know, I would I would argue probably taking a hometown discount. Like, I think he could probably make more than he is. But, um, you know, he signs for his 3.75, which is what he's been making for the last handful of years. And, and he'll be a Blue Jacket through 26, 27. I mean, we've got... We've got a lot of players signed for a long, a long time, which is just really exciting. Um, I'm sure I'm missing somebody who got an extension. Um, well, it's not an extension, but it's a qualifying offer. 
Oh, Patrick Lina. Yeah, Patrick Lina sticking around. That's great. <laughs> I was like, how um, are you? Hello? I'm not even the one that likes Patrick Lina. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. I just like that like for some reason thought I mentioned it like earlier, but I definitely didn't. Yeah, Patrick Lina, great, amazing. Gavin Bayreuther. <laughs> okay. So I just I want the whole world to understand that Yarmo is some sort of freaking wizard with the exception of cam stuff i may never forgive him for that but the fact that we ended up not losing a single person to the expansion draft because we just ended up offering gavin bayreuther another contract when he became a ufa so I hope he didn't get a jersey from Seattle that had his name on it because he was only gone for four days. Hey, a riot. A riot. Yeah, I guess we're going to have to get an Alexander Weinberg jersey if we're going to get one that we want to have like any sort of sentimental value with. But wild stuff. Wild stuff over the course of the last few days. Um, so, oh, but, but something that we'll probably talk about over the next few months is do you know what the the new definition of cbj is jeremy yeah captain boone jenner <laughs> i don't yeah. know it might be we might have to be the czws though captain you never know let's, let's roll back a little bit i i enjoy my cbj means captain boone jenner but we shall see but yeah, no, I, I'm definitely. He's gonna have an A though. I bet you he has an A. Oh, for sure. I would assume so. But um, do we want to briefly talk about some other notable Blue Jackets affiliated humans that are now on other teams? I don't know why you say briefly talk about it. Like as if we've ever been able to briefly talk about literally anything in the history of this cool. podcast. Um, but we I probably should. Even- briefly touch because we we've already had these people hostage for an hour so we probably should should show them some love so first before we get to the super emotional one um our beloved david savard is going back home to canada to play for the aforementioned douche canoes of the montreal canadians um, we're happy for him because he's going home. We're not happy for him that he's playing for a team that chose violence, violence. in the NHL draft. Um, then to much heartbreak of the fifth line community, Michael Delzato will not be returning to the Blue Jackets as he has signed a two-year contract with the Ottawa Senators. Um I'm super bummed about it. I know that it didn't make seeing some of the other things that have occurred. It didn't make a ton of sense, Um, but I did love him. So did a lot of the fifth line. So nothing but the best um, to MDZ. I hope that they appreciate your DJ career um, in Canada as much as we appreciated it here in Columbus. Um, As Jeremy mentioned, former Blue Jacket Alexander Wenberg is now a Seattle Kraken. Uh, so that's very exciting for him. And last, but certainly not least, our beloved captain is officially saying farewell to Columbus 
as Nick Foligno signed a two-year contract with, it pains me to say this, the Boston Bruins. What what I'm not understanding is why I say last but not least when you haven't even talked about the fact that Stefan Mateo signed with the Avalanche. Like, I don't know why you're choosing to not. Oh, I was going to let you talk about your favorite player leaving. Yeah, no, I'm very much okay with him leaving. Um, But, I mean, like, definitely some others. So, Cole Sherwood also signs in Ottawa. Um, so that's another, a friendly face for MDZ up there. Um, Adam Clendenning is going to be a friendly face for Cam Atkinson in Philadelphia. Um, Ian Cole. I don't know why I have so much love for Ian Cole. Cause he literally only played here for a few months, but like, I have so much love for Ian Cole. I love Ian Cole too. Um, he is a Carolina hurricane. Um, and Brandon Saad is a St. Louis blue. That sounds weird, singular, but oh well. Um, and so yeah, a lot of a lot of fun stuff uh, going on. A lot of folks playing in a lot of different places. So I mean, I, not very many Stanley Cup contenders on that list. So could be interesting to see. Well, Nick, uh, I, don't, I don't think the Bruins are going to. But nevertheless, we'll find we'll find out together. Oh, and Ryan Dezingle is playing in Arizona. So, but if you. If you want another reason to cry, go read Nick's goodbye letter to Columbus because it was beautiful. It was really good. Yeah. And I will miss him dearly. And so will Elvis. And so will Elvis. But uh, Laura, anything else for the folks uh, before we, we let them get on with their day? Um, no, just I uh, apologies again for the crying. Um, I hope that it made sense and you don't think that I'm nuts. Um a lot of changes. It's going to be a very interesting, um, things are, I think are still going to happen. Yarmo said yesterday that we are Mm -hmm. not done. So, um, and there is always the pending situation that we may lose a goalie, um, over the next few weeks. So we're not going to be at a lack of content. That is for sure. Certainly will not. Um, but nevertheless, we move on. We continue to make the content, and we are so excited to be going through this rebuild with you all. Um, and we're gonna have a lot of fun. We are. We are. But Laura, as you always do so eloquently, tell them where they can find us. Yes, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Subjectively Pod. Um, we absolutely love interacting with all of you especially this past week has been amazing to be surrounded by our fellow fifth liners um, throughout all of this craziness. Um, You can follow us on Facebook at Subjectively Speaking. Uh, You can also check out our website, subjectivelyspeaking.com, if you want to learn anything else about Jeremy and I, as if I haven't just cried for 20 minutes um, into your ear holes. Um, if you want to support us and our little endeavor, we have a merch store. I am currently wearing our Subjectively Speaking Pride logo shirts. Um, we have so many great designs. Hopefully going to be adding a few more as we get closer to the season starting. Um, but you can find all of that and more at subjectivelyspeaking.threadless.com. We absolutely love the support. Going to be posting some more pictures um, of people in their merch this uh, over the next couple of weeks. And then, is that everything? You know what? If it's not, 
I think that's everything. I think so. Social medias, Facebook, merch, website. Yeah. This is our hobby. (laughs) And also, in case anyone forgot, we are going to be dealing with the contest that we uh, did a couple of weeks ago. It's just a lot of stuff has happened, and it didn't feel right. But we will announce winners soon. Promise. Very soon. So get excited for that. But until we get the chance to connect with you all next time, let's hope nothing else crazy happens. Unless it's like good crazy. And we'll talk to you all soon. Bye.